Hey, beautiful mama, and welcome to Bell and Beyond. I'm your podcast host, Katie, a mama of one little legend, Hunter, and we have been on the most wild health journey ever. My son was born and diagnosed with a cleft lip, and I want to share with you how I was empowered through it all. This podcast is for mums or soon-to-be mums and dads. Feel free to jump in too. It's a place to debunk the many motherhood myths that leave us feeling confused, lost, and misguided. I want you, mama, to walk away from every episode feeling empowered and educated to make choices that feel right for you and your family. My heart is to see mamas connecting back to their roots and being exposed to ancient wisdom with modern day education. I'll be bringing you open and real conversations around topics we are not talking about enough with people passionate about seeing you, mama, thrive from the belly and beyond. Well, I'm so excited. Welcome back. I have an amazing person here I'm going to chat with today called Sophie Gittelin, and I am so inspired by her, her mumpreneurship, her entrepreneurship, but mostly her ability to overcome the last year, which has been of extreme adversity. She's been separated from her twin girls on the other side of the border. She's got a house across the border. She's got an apartment she's got in the Gold Coast. She's launching and spending so much beautiful time creating Flourish and Fulfilled at the same time as being with her two teenage boys, helping them get to school, being in a really small squished up apartment. She's had breast implant illness. She's had to get her breast implants out from a rupture and a lump. Then she's had to get them put back in. She's been allergic to the tape. She's had so many things coming against her to try and stop her pursuing her dreams, her purpose, her calling, being able to shop for her family. But through it all, she's overcome. And ultimately, this is a story and a chat today of Sophie overcoming so much. She's a mom, she's a boss, she's a published author, athlete, nutritionist, and wellness advocate. She's here to empower you to glow up and live a life that you've always dreamed of. So she launched Flourish and Fulfilled in 2020 during what was such extreme circumstances. It was a dream that was in the pipeline for four years, and that's just the beginning of what's to come. She's got something amazing dropping in October, and her mission is to help provide the tools, guidance, and restore your belief that the world is in your hands. You are in control of your life, and you have the power to create whatever you like. So I'm really excited for this chat today. It's real, honest, and raw, and I think any mum, woman out there will be truly inspired by the journey that Sophie is on. Well, welcome back to another episode of Bell and Beyond. I've got Sophie Gwydalyn here and I'm so excited because she's not only a mumpreneur, but she's a mum that actually inspires healthy mindset and overall holistic health. And she launched something really special, Flourish and Fulfilled last year, and I really want to hear about it. So welcome, Sophie. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Can you please just start us off with sharing quickly a little bit about yourself all the different business adventures that you actually have, but now you've found like your real genius zone. And what's a joyful activity you've been doing in this season with everything that's been going on? Yeah, for sure. So I don't even know where to start in regards to about myself, to be honest. I'm 32. I'm a mum of four. I have organically kind of grown my businesses and had so many different businesses over the space of the last 12 
12 to 14 years. And I love the fact that every single business that I have had has started in a really authentic, organic way. So my recipe books, I became a recipe book author uh, after creating healthy recipes and being able to lose the weight that I had gained when I was pregnant with my first son. I gained 32 kilos and ended up with gestational diabetes. And the doctors kind of said to me, like, you need to really start looking into your diet and I made all these incredible recipes and kind of just started changing recipes to be healthier or swapped out sugar for maple syrup and just adapted so many different recipes. And eventually everyone was asking me where these recipes they could find them. And I created recipe books and made them eBooks to start with and then got a publishing deal. And I sold over 10,000 copies within the first week of pre-sale. And so that happened so naturally and organically, but it was something that I was so passionate about. And then from there, started um, in the fitness industry and got qualified to become a personal trainer and helping other women to feel the best that they possibly could, which is really important to me as I kind of find that after all of the thousands of women that I've been able to help, there was this one key thing is that they all didn't actually know how good their bodies were designed to feel. They felt like waking up tired was a natural part of life and feeling weak was a natural thing that everyone kind of felt or um, after babies, there was no point of them even trying to exercise as they were never going to look the way that they did pre-baby or whatever it might be. Helping women just became my total passion. And then from there, I created the BOD program and that's an entire health and fitness program that has everything from recipes to um, meal plans, to training programs, to exercise glossary, to everything that they kind of needed. And I hand on my heart, always say that the BOD program is the best on the market. And I know for a fact that anybody starting it would 100% see changes. And then what I was noticing is that I could tell women what to eat. I could literally go to their house and prep their meals for them. I could pull them out of bed every morning or I could set their alarms, drag them out, train them. And if they really wanted to self-sabotage, they would still self-sabotage at night. They would still go to the fridge and binge eat. They would still drive to the corner shop. And I really wanted to find out why these behavioral patterns were happening and what this missing element was that I still wasn't able to help them, even though I could give them everything to eat, everything to train and be able to improve their health and fitness. It was actually the missing component of the mindset. So then I went on and studied NLP and just changed everything for me. And then I created Flourish and Fulfilled, which is essentially the mindset component of the total health and wellness being of everybody. And I just love it. So at the moment, I currently have the three different businesses going. And in the space of those 12 years, I also had random other businesses like a swimwear brand and a beauty brand and a recovery scrub and a whole bunch of other things that I just found that about four years ago, I was burning myself and I was burning the candle at both ends and I wasn't really doing things that I was loving and passionate about. And rather than chasing everyone else's idea of what success was, I just wanted to live in alignment with myself and do things that were purpose-driven that made me really happy. And that's kind of what I'm doing now is that everything that I do, I do with intention, purpose and love. So it's an entire backflip from where I was four years ago, chasing the hustle and bustle and grinding life. It also means I get to spend a lot more time with my kids and I get to choose my own hours because I'm not as busy chasing money and I'm more aligned with my purpose. So I'm happier. And what was the last question? What's something you do? Like, is it like a morning habit that you do every single day that just sparks joy for you? Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm massive on morning routines and micro routines. So something that I do every single day is I do my daily meditation, but I also have like a gratitude planner and it kind of has 
my task lists on there and my to-do for the day so that I know if I've achieved things. Because I know that for most mums, you might get to the end of the day and just feel like I haven't even done anything today. But really, you have done so much. But because we don't actually set our tasks for the day, it's kind of like pre-planning what our day is going to look like. Even if it is small things like get the washing done, change the beds, do the dishes, reply to that email, contact the private health company, whatever it is, write it down as your to-do list so that it's allowing you to be able to self-reflect back at the end of the day and see that you've actually achieved quite a lot. I then set like a daily mantra, a random act of kindness for other people. And then we do top three, bottom three at night time to reflect back on our day. So I'm really big on my micro routines and making sure that my mindset is really active every single day. Oh my gosh. I love all of that. Thank you so much. That's just, I think that's just such a good reminder as mums, like firstly, we can get caught up in the hustle, like seriously, especially if you're a mumpreneur or a business owner, like you see all the reels going around. It's like we start a business to have more freedom, but actually working nine to five would end up being better. Yeah. And we get caught in that trap so easy. Um, and you've had a big revelation of that. And through that revelation, you've then actually launched something to support other women to have more time with their family and love on themselves. So what has this season thrown at you that you didn't see coming and you've actually been able to anchor to your morning routines, anchor to your mindset, anchor to everything you've been learning in your NLP that's really helped you get through what's going on right now? My whole mantra for life is that life is always happening to us. And I think that if we really reflect back and see that every single situation, circumstance and whatever we're currently going through, even if it's a negative, it's something that we can actually lean into and grow from. And it always, there's always a silver lining and a positive or a lesson or a growth opportunity from that. And for me, I live on a border town, a border community, and I have four kids. Two of them go to high school in Queensland. Two of them go to primary school in New South Wales. And that means that no matter what, there was always going to be some sort of disruption to someone's schooling, whether it was the girls or the boys. And the boys were sitting on a school bus from 5.30 in the morning until 11 a.m., and eventually the school decided that they weren't going to be putting on the school bus service anymore to cross the border. So it was either keep the boys in high school, which is probably more important than prep years, or and cross the border and be able to move over here or keep them in New South Wales and try and do some sort of homeschooling again, even though we homeschooled for like most of the year last year. So we decided to rent an apartment in Queensland. So I currently have an empty house that I'm paying my mortgage on, as well as renting in Queensland just to get the boys to school. So it's meant that family life has been really hard for us because I've been away from my daughters so that they could still attend school locally in New South Wales. And because of the border issues, we weren't able to cross the border and get them to Queensland, as well as the fact that the apartment that we're staying in, because housing is so, so hard to find in Queensland at the moment, we have a two-bedroom apartment. So most nights the boys have had to sleep on the couch. We have had to really... Um, have, we've had a lot of adversity to be able to get them to school. And I think the biggest thing in all of this has been the boys have actually done the biggest turnaround when it comes to their schooling is that in term one, they were getting D's and C's, but it was also their behavior that was, their attitude was getting really poor. And since we moved into the apartment, 
it's brought us closer together and they've actually came home this term and their lowest grade was a B plus with four A pluses and their attitudes have entirely changed and it's actually been the most beautiful bonding experience for us. So it's definitely been a silver lining in that 100%. Wow. And do you think that's a catalyst from being so close together, literally like on top of each other, but it's also been more quality time, more conversations, more you being with them because of the way you've also set your business up now? I think quite a few different things. Usually they'd be on the school bus from 5.30 and they wouldn't get home until close to 5 p.m. Whereas now they leave at 8 a.m. and they get home at 3. So there's a lot more time that they're actually at home with me, as well as the fact I kind of have the theory that if a teenage child is acting out and wanting attention, that the way to treat that is to smother the shit out of them and just honestly (laughs) give them so much attention until they feel like, okay, I don't want any more attention. And that's what I've done with the boys is that if I go to the gym, they come to the gym. If I go to the beach, they come to the beach. And they think I am so annoying and I don't even care because it's actually the proof is in the pudding and it's entirely changed their behavior as well. Wow, I just love that. And obviously the way you approach two teenage boys is going to be really different to how you approach the little girls. So, yeah, wow, that is super inspiring. And I think also it just shows everyone has a story going on. No matter what you see on Instagram or this, you know, your people might look at you and be like, oh, my gosh, Sophie's so amazing. She's doing all these business things. She's launching all these things. It's like you still have a real story. You're a real person that's got a lot going on, just like every other freaking person that's battling out this COVID pandemic. And we all just need to stand together in love and support each other. Be kind. Like just so much more kindness because you just don't know what people are going through. Like that's a lot that you're going through at the moment. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing with COVID, isn't it? There's not anybody that's not affected. Everybody is affected in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. Wow. And what are some other things in this season that you've been doing to continue to spark joy? Like I saw you went and had some fun with the girls on the weekend. It looked like you just got some really good mum girl time and then it looks like you had fun with the boys and you're cooking. Is that the type of activities you've been doing in this season to just stay joyful? Well, it's interesting being where we're at at the moment is it's so much busier than where we live. And we don't even have Uber Eats where we live. So enjoying all of the opportunities of actually being here and being like, all right, guys, we're stuck here for at least four months. Let's actually utilize this and spend this time as if it's a holiday, doing all the things that we wouldn't usually be able to do. So it's, it's been really good because the boys can go surfing straight out the front. I've been going for beach walks every morning with them. They've been skateboarding. There's been so many opportunities that have been beautiful that we've been able to actually grab like full on rather than um, sit here and dwell on the fact we can't get home. I guess that's been probably one of your top lessons that you've also learned in COVID is it doesn't actually matter where we live as long as we're together, even if we're in the smallest apartment compared to the biggest house, as long as we've got nature, family, each other, connection. Is that being like one of your kind of biggest takeaways from this season? Yeah, well, I actually had um, some health issues as well. So I, I found a lump in my breast, in my left breast three months ago, and I had to get three days later taken in for surgery. And being on this side of the border, even little things like my next of kin is usually my ex-husband and he couldn't cross the border to be with me. 
And so trying to care for the boys at the same time as being on this side of the border as well and recovering from surgery, I had an adverse reaction. And so that meant I was back in hospital for a couple of weeks. And it's Mm -hmm. just been one of those experiences where I've literally just had to pull myself out of feeling like poor me because it was so easy to go into that poor me. I'm here alone. I'm suffering with my health. I can't go home. I feel so out of my depth and turning that around and just being like, if you don't stand up for yourself and get out of bed and actually do the things that make you happy, no one else is going to be able to do this for you. And so even the small things, which is that micro routine, make all the difference of getting out of bed, going for a walk, going down, putting my feet in the water, into the ocean, really sitting into reading again and being able to tick off just a a few small things every single day to make me feel like I've actually achieved something has been huge. Wow, yes, and I've been following along your whole breast implant journey, illness journey, (laughs) and it's been huge. How are you feeling today sitting here now? Have you started to feel like you're on the road to recovery, you're feeling your best self again? So I actually think the worst part about it was the drugs to treat the adverse reaction. I just didn't, I've never had, I I was raised with a very hippie family. We never, we never went and saw doctors. We um, never had antibiotics. We were always seeing a naturopath. And so anytime that I ever have any sort of antibiotics or anything in my system, my body just reacts in such a huge, huge way. And so the drugs that I was taking, I had carpal tunnel in my hands. I felt like my whole body was joint painy. And the scariest thing for me is that so many women have reached out and they actually take these drugs every single day for different autoimmune diseases and Crohn's and things like that. And so my empathy levels and being able to see that has entirely shifted because I was only on it for three weeks. I can't imagine living on this for 18 months more. It's insane to think that these poor women are going through this right now. So I feel like there's that whole gratitude moment of mine was only a three-week process. So I feel really good sitting here today. I've got three more days of the steroid treatment that I'm on and I'm just like the end is in sight. (laughs) Wow. And you've overcome an exceptionally amount of stuff but also I love that you said that now when you interact with those particular women that are going through that you then get to be like a vessel a real inspiration I guess to people and you can just chat to them like my son went into NICU for five days he wasn't meant to go to NICU he didn't need to go there but I loved that I now went I have no resentment towards the fact that they made a mistake because every single time I meet a mum that had a baby that went in NICU I literally I know how you feel I yeah. see you, I hear you, you are literally one of the strongest humans I've ever met to go into Nikki with a newborn baby. Like, so I love that even though it was the most horrible thing that you're allergic to the tape, you're going to like love women in such a new way that you never would have if you didn't have that experience and yeah, just connect it's, with people on a new ni- level. The NICU is an amazing little bonding session, isn't it? That's because our girls went to special care for yeah six weeks. So for us, it was very much the same of such an, a weird experience having, I had the boys very naturally easy births and then these twins that was entirely different and such a weird experience leaving your babies at the hospital and going home and being like I have these newborns but they're not here Mm. I was only like back in my room and I still felt all these emotions and all these waves of things and I couldn't breastfeed I had to hand express colostrum every three hours take it down in my little syringes and every time I'd go down he'd be asleep and I met so many other mums and 
like honestly if I could start like an NGO I would just like go love on all the mums and take them food in NICU and just like drop little things around because those women are warriors but do you know what they're actually doing now this is so off topic but they're actually installing cameras over the baby so when you go home you can watch your baby sleep on your iPad so if you're like expressing and you want to see them or you're just feeling a bit down they're going to start doing stuff like that oh my goodness that is so amazing that is so amazing the hospital that we were at they tried to keep the mums in at the same time but I know that there was one baby in there I know this is so off topic get me started (laughs) but there was one baby in there that had had just celebrated 400 days and I just can't even fathom how strong that mum is to know that their baby had been in there for over a year and they've had to continue to go back to work to support the family and have this newborn baby in there. So, yeah, insane, insane, insane. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's another podcast episode we were booking later. I really want to hear about Flourishing Fulfilled. Obviously, that is where a lot of your true inspiration came from to actually love women on a deeper, deeper level. It started last year, but how long was the idea brewing for? Like where was the whole inspiration that, that really landed for you to actually like, we've got to do this. We've got to make affirmation cards. We've got to make the journals. We've got to actually make this happen. It's been a four-year process. So for me, I had really severe burnout and social anxiety to the point where I wasn't leaving the house and I just... Wow. I felt so out of alignment for three months. I didn't leave the house and that was so hard, not only on me, but also my husband at the time, like he had to try and support me and what I was going through whilst keeping everything together at the same time. But I just felt like I had so much pressure on me and I had four children to to put through school and to, I was the one working and making the money that if it wasn't for me, it was just like everything was going to fall apart and the pressure just got to me. And I felt like we, we tried so hard to work at a point of being able to keep our, our team in jobs and to be able to keep our gym open for our members. And then at what point I turned around and just went like, I'm doing all of these things for everybody else. At what point do I stop and start doing something for me? And that was kind of when I went, I don't want to own a gym anymore. I I don't want to be doing all these things that I'm not happy doing. Like, why am I doing this? And I found as well, I was chasing everyone else's idea of what success was. And it was like, the more that I chased it, the more that I would get, and then I would get there. And I just wouldn't even celebrate those tiny little milestones or even the big ones. And after going overseas and competing and doing all those things, I just found that I wasn't even sitting into the moment of being able to sit in those achievements and accomplishments. And I would reward myself with different things, but they were all possessions or physical things. And then you can't, when you're chasing possessions or physical things or someone else's idea of success, it's never going to feel enough. You are always going to want that next high, that next big thing, the next car, the next model, the bigger house. And at what point for me, I just was like, I need to stop living for everybody else and start living for me. And a massive part of that was trying to figure out why I was chasing everyone else's idea of success. And then I went on and studied NLP and went down that path. And it entirely changed my entire process of the way that I worked, the businesses I ran, 
the way I am within my relationships and the way that I parent, the way that I am online. And I think that's probably been my biggest thing as well is just owning exactly who I am and that I am a human and that I make mistakes and that I'm definitely not trying to be this perfect human or even portraying that online. Like I feel like there was so much pressure on me to be this perfect human and I'd never even said that I was perfect. And the more that I... 100% authentic to who I am, the better I feel, the more that that triggers people and the more that I get trolled in doing that. However, it allows me to be 100% with who I am and not ever feel like I'm living out of alignment or that I'm living for somebody else or that if somebody sees me doing something, they're not going to be like, oh, that's weird. Or if someone meets me in the street, I'm exactly who I am 100%. Wow. Oh, I'm getting all that degree stumps and feels because I just feel like this Instagram, social media world has all these expectations of who you need to be and what's your next career and what what are you doing this and when are you doing that? And I'm sure you probably get asked, what's the next thing, Sophie? And you're like, can I just like be in what I'm doing now and where I'm at? Like, why do they always, it's almost like people use you as like inspiration porn to like feel better about their own lives. And if you just be in that like uniqueness of you and even with the trolling, I'm sure you can sit here now and be like, I'd rather take the trolling and be how I feel now than just be here to be a magazine cover and impress you. And I'm dying inside, literally. Yep. A hundred percent. I had this like one photo, which was a turning point for me. And it was, we were getting interviewed for sunrise or the today show or something. And it was a family photo with Nath, myself and the twins sitting down. And my whole soul was out of my Mm. body. I just was sitting there just like, I don't want to be doing this right now. I felt so anxious and just a shell of who I truly was. And I look back and that's my photo. That's my pivotal turning point. That photo is the one that I always pull back to. And like, I literally have my hair standing up on my arms because it just, for me, is such a triggering moment of being like, 1000% right now, I will never do anything that I do not want to do. That is my big thing. I will never say yes to something that I do not 100% want to do. My team don't even try and make me do anything I don't want to do anymore. Whereas before they would twist my arm and tell me, oh, you should really do it. It'd be good for this. It'd be good for that. Whereas now I'm just like, I 100% it's either a hell yes or a fuck no. Like I am either 100% in or I'm not doing it. Yeah, 100%. If we don't operate like that, then this whole world that we're in right now, which is in a huge, I believe, like a purging and a shift, things will never be how they were before. There's a new world that we're entering into. Unless we 100% are showing up as ourselves and following the calling and purpose we feel like we have on this earth, then I can see how very easily we are having more people with anxiety and depression and wondering what is the point of being here anymore. Because this, for me personally, my biggest dreams and desires and the things that aren't just when I get out of lockdown at Christmas and when I see my friend Ian, although those things are amazing, my, my husband and I have really been talking dreams that are so big and rich and who we're allowing into our dream space. I feel like I got the download, stir up the dreamers because the dreams need to be so big and wholesome and purposeful and truly aligned to us that they can overcome all of this adversity. Even if all of the government turned around and said no one can see their family for Christmas, we would be able to get through that because we're not living for that moment. We're actually living for the the calling and purpose that we have on our lives. I hope you guys are loving this episode because, wow, I think it just grounds us and brings us back to the reality 
that this pandemic has affected every single person, no matter what walk of life, career, social status, Instagram status that you have, every single person has been affected by this pandemic. And it's not about how we can be this fake, happy, positive to get through. It's about being real and honest and vulnerable. And it's, you know, how we handle life and what's been thrown at us. And we can universally all say this pandemic has affected us on some level. And all of those different levels actually matter, whether it's financial, emotional, spiritual, literally separation from your family, dreams that have been stopped, businesses that have been stopped, whatever it is, don't let this season be one that you remember where you let go of your dreams or you stopped believing, you stopped dreaming. Because I truly believe personally, what I feel like I've been getting the downloads is, you know, stir up the dreamers, let's dream again and dream for things that have purpose and meaning and influence on others and put people first because they're the dreams that will sustain us in harsh circumstances and in adversity. So having impact and loving people and being kind and considerate of where everybody's at and just sending the love around, even through beautiful text messages and chats or sending people these podcasts just to remind them that they're seen and heard actually can change the course of someone's day and give them the hope and inspiration that they can believe big things for themselves too. So I really hope this episode with Sophie has given you that hope and that inspiration that even someone like her that's going through so much is still pushing on pursuing what she believes she's called to because we all can get taken out by different things that come at us in life. So if you can, write down five names of girls that you know need an inspiration injection today, send them the podcast or share it on Instagram and I really believe this episode is going to transform women's lives. All right, let's get back into it. How do you feel now being in this new centered Sophie with this new sense of purpose, no matter the adversity that you are getting and you literally just had it again on the weekend. We all saw that if you follow um, and you were just like, this is me, like, let me do me. How has that now directed your calling and purpose and potentially maybe want to see flourish and fulfilled become something more like, what are you feeling into at the moment for yourself? When I started Flourish and Fulfilled, I created this little like bio and intro because I um, did it on my podcast as well. And like my intro episode for the podcast was is that I may be your partner's worst nightmare because I will make sure that you never settle. And I think my big thing is trying to get women to 100% be who they're here to be. And I think so many of us are conditioned to think small, to never question anyone. And it's actually realistically how we still kind of parent don't talk back don't question anything do as you're told don't be disrespectful and I think that yeah fit in your box be be like everybody else and for me it's 100% not how I raise my kids and I always say to them question me if you don't think I'm telling you to do something that's right question me stand up to me talk back to me like I I 100% encourage that and I think that having flourish and fulfilled has allowed me to have a space where women are actually realizing what they deserve and listening to their gut without being like, oh, my logic's telling me not to listen to it, so I'm just going to do this, and actually tapping into 100%. It feels a bit icky. Why does it feel icky? And going further into that, 
And um, I, I created an online course and it's like a six week or six module course called Find Your Purpose. And the women that have come out of that course, I would do that tenfold, 10 times over. And it has been the biggest shift for me is seeing these women at the start uh, in our intro Zooms, most of them are crying and just like, I don't even know who I am. I've lived mm. to serve my whole life. I have had children. I don't even know what my hobbies are. I don't even know what I enjoy. And that's the common theme that I'm kind of seeing is that they're told what to do. They're told what to eat. They've put all of their energy and effort into raising children or their careers is that they don't actually know who they are or what they want. So when you strip back all those layers and uncover what is actually at the core of it, it's entirely different from week one to week six. And I think that's the biggest thing for me with Flourish and Fulfilled is that entirely changing women's lives and being able to get them to live in alignment has been the biggest biggest um, shift for me. And seeing people transform, there is nothing that can light you up more than seeing a mum that was afraid to even show her face, maybe on the Zoom call because yeah. she was so embarrassed to being at the end, fully sharing about this amazing testimony she's got and everybody's cheering her on. Like like I'm a coach as well for my other business and there's nothing that lights me up more because that is purpose. Like that is seeing actual other humans living their best life. And like who doesn't want to be a part of that work? <laughs> yeah. And I think I think as well the the quote where it's like you are best qualified to serve the woman that you once were is huge because it's like I show up to these Zoom calls and I share exactly what I'm going through in the moment as well. And I think the personal growth and growth and self-development is not something that you're like, I am enlightened and I am amazing and I never need to do any more work on myself. It is a constant journey of having to do the work. There's always going to be things that show up. There's always going to be things that you need to work through. And I think that that's really important as well is that I'm showing up every week to these calls and these women are able to see as well that this is how I'm actually able to work through this. Whereas old me four years ago would have retreated to my bed and not come out for months. Yeah. Wow. That's sensational. Absolutely love that. And so is that a reoccurring live course or is it, is it also automated so people can do it self-paced? So we do different intakes. We've just finished our last intake for 2021. Um, we actually have a workbook journal that uh, is about to go live to the public, which is really special because I didn't know when I created it two years ago, I didn't know if I wanted to put it out there to the public. It's got a lot of personal, it's almost like my personal journal. And there's a lot of personal stuff in it and it goes live on the 10th of October. So I'm a little bit nervous and apprehensive, but again, I'm just owning 100%. This is who I am. This is who I'm here to be. This is me authentically as I am. So it is what it is. <laughs> and look, there's nothing that's more inspiring than when people are truly vulnerable and really say what's going on in their life and stop putting other women on pedestals and just allow us all to be in sisterhood together. Because yeah. like I said at the start of the call, you're going through just as much funk as any other people. And then it actually gives mums hope. Well, if Sophie can get through with everything she's got going on, I can get through it too. And I can achieve my dreams and I can dream bigger. And I'm not just a mum that sits at home and does the dishes and all these things. I'm a freaking badass and I can achieve anything. Well, that's actually how I started my business entrepreneur side, to be honest. I actually had a clothing company on eBay as a single mum with two kids at home. And just like had that massive push of being able to, I wanted more, I wanted to dream more, I wanted bigger and I wanted to be able to have that alongside being a mum at the same time. So, yeah. 
And to switch gears a little bit, because I know you're all about like manifestation and speaking it out. Something I've been like going deep into thought about is like the sounds. It's going to sound really interesting, but like sound waves up when we actually speak things out, like the shift that takes place from the power of our sound and our voice. And I was recently listening to something and they're like, you don't see the train before you hear the train coming on the track for so long. And then you see the the actual train surface and present itself. How much more do we need to be speaking out our dreams and our visions and hanging around the people that will push that sound before the manifestation actually comes to be? It's like the Um, water. It's like the water frequency. Have you seen that study? Yes. Where they speak to the water and the molecules entirely change. When they speak to it with love, it entirely changes the molecules of the water. It's so powerful. Same thing with food. Yeah. Whether people are religious or whatever, when you speak over your food, whether that's grace, giving thanks to God, or just speaking goodness over your food, they've literally seen the nutrients increase in the food. And it's the (laughs) consciousness as well of the enzymes of when you actually eat. So if you consciously thank or like even let's just take meat out of the equation in case there's vegan listeners. But if you perhaps have spinach on your plate and you're eating it and you're like consciously like this grew in the soil and this was this and this was that and I really am present whilst I'm eating it, it actually activates a different enzyme in your system to be able to break it down. Really powerful. So powerful. And how have you seen through all the work that you're doing at the moment, whether it's like having personal private chats, whether it's you just speaking with your team about the vision, you know, for Flourish and Fulfilled or hearing the girls in your groups. How have you seen by elevating, speaking at our goals in a trusted space, have things started to shift and move? Manifesting is a massive part of my life. And I think before I actually labeled it manifesting, I was doing it at a massive level. And I think for me, being able to consciously sit into exactly where I want to be, it's changed everything. I at the, at the moment, I'm living in, in an apartment with the boys and I have this window that looks over the ocean. And every single morning, I write them a mantra or a quote of the day. And it was kind of just a way for them to set up their day of it being something beautiful. And every time they come out, they have to read it. And when we read something, we're embodying it. And it's entirely shifted everything for them as well. So yeah, I think that's really, really, really powerful. Wow, you would actually probably love one of my friends. She created a transportation meditation for children. So when you're on the way somewhere in the car, it's a meditation. So it takes out the anxiety if kids are scared to go to school or if they're on the bus, they could listen to themselves. And literally it's like, I'm on the way. I'm going to have a good day. I'm excited for what's ahead. And it's a whole car. Because think about how many times you get in the car and you're like, come on, kids, get ready. We've got to go to get your school bag, to get your lunchbox. And it creates this really overstimulated anxious energy and then they go to school feeling like like mum's annoyed at me or whatever subconsciously going on so it's a transportation meditation I just feel like you would I'll send it so beautiful I love that meditate with friends she's literally created amazing meditations with the voiceovers of children yeah cool that's really 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 cool well it's interesting isn't it because like even our thought process if we have one negative thought it actually subconsciously sinks in and becomes our reality and so whilst like obviously toxic positivity is not a, not a great thing either, being able to notice our negative patterns and our negative thought patterns, it is huge and uh, a little bit off topic, but typical me, I have this thing that I do with the boys is that whenever I judge somebody, I have to say three positive things out loud about them. 
And even if I am, I don't know why or how it started, but now I do it with the boys as well. And I just randomly will hear them be like, I like their hat, their eyes and their face. And I'm like, okay, they've obviously just judged somebody because even if you judge them in your mind and you change that and replace that with three positives about them, it'll really help if you're a very judgmental person or that's triggered by other people to stop and pick yourself up of noticing that negative thought pattern because it actually allows you to sink into that moment of all of those positive things about them and you stop having that negative thought pattern so quickly because you don't want to have to say the three things out loud. Mm. I love that. I love that. There's another funny thing I also do is um, if we don't uh, like follow through something that we said we were going to do or like a commitment we've made in a particular with some girls, we have to get on live and do the chicken dance. <laughs> It's so as a consequence but yeah. it's a happy like it's not like you know a disciplined thing yeah. and we have to get on and be joyful and then like re-shift our funk because yeah. there's nothing better to shift like that jogger energy than to get up and dance and yeah. be an idiot yeah. <laughs> That's so oh, I love that so much so you shared a little bit about um that there's obviously something like dropping in October for Flourish Field that's authentically about you and your journey what else are you excited about that's coming coming for you and with Flourish and Fulfilled? So Flourish and Fulfilled is just my absolute baby. Like I love it so much. I am so excited for everything that's coming. So I just launched these conversation cards. And as I mentioned before, everything that's launched has always been such an authentic, organic thing. And these conversation cards started, my husband and I broke up two, two and a half years ago. And I just found that so many people had superficial level conversations and that nobody wanted to actually go deeper or be vulnerable. And I was like, how am I going to get these people to open up to me and be able to actually share who they are, what their traumas are, where they've been? Like, I want to know everything about people. Like, I love human behavior. And so I found that it was in the questions that I was asking and how I would ask them. So I saved in my notes section of my phone all of the questions that I really thought were like thought-provoking or that I was able to get a better response or go deeper or have a deeper conversation with people on. And all of those questions became our conversations that matter cards. And it's essentially 52 cards with three questions on each card. And it is so amazing watching the feedback from people. And I just love them so much. So that's just launched last week. And I'm still like on a total high about them launching. And then for the future of Flourish and Fulfilled, this is what's probably so exciting is that I don't even know the direction that it'll head because it's depending on wherever I go. However, we've got a really special app that's coming. Um, I have some really funky t-shirt dresses coming. I have a whole bunch of stuff planned out already um, that I'm just dying for everybody to be able to get their hands on because I know how much um, it's kind of changed my life and being able to have those different things has been really cool. Oh, I'm so excited about the t-shirt dresses yeah. sound really cute. Is there yeah. like kids versions so mums and daughters can like get up all in that too? Probably. And we've got conversation cards coming for teams as well, which I think is really powerful because there's some cards in there that I skip through when I've got the boys listening. Um, and I think that that's a really powerful thing, especially for teen girls. I have this thing with teen girls from 14 to 17 that I just think it's such an important integral age and I don't think that any of us didn't go through some sort of adversity from 14 to 17 of trying to fit in and all of our hormones and getting bullied and friendships and it's kind of that fundamental social level of who we become as an adult and I think at some sense everybody has experienced mean girls 
And I think that 14 to 17 year old girls could really flourish having deeper communication and connection than having it as a superficial one. Oh, absolutely. And teen girls right now more than ever, well, even teen boys yeah. are craving community conversation starters. They're trying to get on Zooms too. They're trying to do whatever they can to get through the HSCs coming up. Like they're going through just as much emotions as us, but they haven't got the life experience or the maturity to even be able to fathom how to handle it. They're just basically anchoring off how we're handling COVID, let alone how they're feeling. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I know so many psychologists have come out and said they're grieving the loss of, you know, not being able to have their end of year party and not being able to have their big celebration when they finish their HSC and all of these things that we so look forward to that mark moments in time where we've achieved big things. They're not really getting to celebrate that stuff either. No. Um, it's having a huge impact on them then transitioning to the next stage of adulthood. Um, so I think that's really beautiful. Now, just to finish off the call, what I thought would be really great is I think if I can say this, I feel like you're someone that's been really good at getting over adversity and standing in your power. I think just on the weekend, I was witnessing you being like, guys, this is me. This is my life. Like, seriously, can you just shut up and either cheer me on or go follow somebody else? Um, yeah. For other women out there that can maybe feel afraid to step out in their power or afraid to start something new or afraid to do something that they're worried other people won't align with. I was just literally watching a talk yesterday about dream killers and it ends up being family, friends and your own thinking. And what's some advice you can give to women, moms that have burning things in their heart and they're just getting caught up in the fear, the worry, the pushback. But at the end of the day, people are going to like you even if you have brown hair, whether you have 10 toes, nine toes. Like People are always going to find a reason to judge you. It doesn't matter what you do. So, yeah, can you just encourage all the mamas and women out there? 100%. I think the biggest thing that I really learned is that even when I was living a life trying to please everybody, I still had trolling. I still had haters. However, now that I have the trolling and the haters, it doesn't affect me because it doesn't actually absorb into me because I know it is so far from the truth. And so the things that people hate or don't like about me are the way that I parent, the choices I make in my life, the way that I look. And they're all things that I do not care about because I genuinely 100% love the person that I am. And I think that if we are constantly influenced by everybody else around us, we're always going to be living a life to try and please everybody else. And the problem with that is that we're never going to feel that success, success feeling of feeling completely fulfilled because we're always going to be chasing what somebody else's idea of fulfillment is. So once we actually know what our own core values and alignment looks like, aligning our entire life to be that way will feel like an entirely different thing. And I... A lot, like whenever I say that, often a lot of women say back to me, how do I know if my life is in alignment? And you'll be able to energetically feel it. It will feel like a flow. It won't feel like you're pushing bricks up a hill. It will literally just come with ease. Your friendships won't be a struggle. Your relationships won't feel hard. Your work won't feel hard. Everything will flow in alignment. And so really just step into your own power and trust 100% who you are here to be. We also have these three different um, internal factors. We have our brain, which is our logic, our heart center, and then our gut. And making sure that all three of those are always in alignment is the way that I always check to make sure that it's the right decision for me. And even if logically I'm like, oh, that's a bit off, but my gut's right, I 100% always go with my gut. 
Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. And then the things that aren't aligning, friendships, pushback, things that try to stop us, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not right. It just means that we're getting pushed back because we're about to step into something really awesome. Like I always say, you're on the cusp of a breakthrough. Yeah, 100%. Just keep going, keep pushing through that adversity. It's when you know that you're doing things that aren't producing good fruit, that aren't doing good in your life, that is causing extreme conflict with people around you and the decisions that you're making or the things that you're saying. But when you are feeling that good peace, excitement, deep knowing and you get a bit of pushback, I mean, mate, our car just broke down because we know that we're getting pushback because we're stepping into big things in our life. That's our home at the moment because we're on the road. So we're like, that's okay. Push on, get the car fixed, get over it and move on. So there will be things that will try to stop you stepping into your fulfillment. The other thing is culling really quickly and being really, really ruthless with your energy. And some people think I am way too ruthless, but far out, I protect my energy now like there's no tomorrow. If I feel like I've had a lot of friendships come in the last three years where I've had women lie to me, um, do really bad, bad, horrible things to me. And I've cut them straight out of my life without any second chances. And I think that's been a massive big lesson for me is learning that the people around you 100% will affect your energy and also allowing that space to bring in new friendships that are so beautiful and will encourage you and support you and allow for those new things to be able to come back in. So unless you actually cut those toxic friendships or um, negative energies or um, drainers, that it's really hard to be able to create space for new. Absolutely. And dreams sometimes can be scary and a little bit nerve wracking. And if there's even just two people in your life that are stopping you from stepping into that dream, that's not going to be the energy that you need because you need people that are going to literally push you up the hill when you want to turn around and run the other way and be like, come on, let's do this. Let's do this. I believe in you. You told me that dream. I want to back you. And I think personally in my life, we're going to another level in our stirring up our dreams, things that if I told people, they would literally be like, you're an absolute crazy person and wouldn't be able to imagine it for me. And all of a sudden we just gathered an even tighter, smaller group to share those dreams with because we know that they will literally laugh with us through the craziness of these dreams and be like, that is wild. But man, we are going to be there for you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to speak with you into this. And that just changes the game. Even if it's two people that you have to believe in your dreams, it's better than having 10 people that just say you're a crazy idiot, you know? Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to see what happens with Flourish and Fulfilled. I'm excited for this new journey that you're on. I think your authentic self that you're showing up as honestly gives people the permission slip to be vulnerable and real with their own friendships, maybe in their own platforms, in their own careers and their coaches or whatever they're stepping into. And I just think hearing what you've gone through and the adversity that you're overcoming and you're still pushing forward towards your dreams, even though you're separated from your kids and all of these things that can pull us away from our calling, I think is just a massive permission slip to anyone out there that is going through hard stuff too, not to give up not to fall behind the line, just keep going bit by bit by bit, gather the right girls, gather the right people and just keep being you even if some people don't like it. 100%. You're going to piss people off whether whether you're trying to please them or not, so you may as well be at 100% you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited. We'll be following along and, yeah, big things are coming for you in this particular new business that you've started. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bell and Beyond. 
mama, I know you're so busy and your time is precious. So I hope today's episode has left you feeling more empowered around your choices and that your voice matters. If you have loved this week's episode, make sure you subscribe and get all the weekly updates. It would also be so awesome if you could leave a five-star review for this independently run podcast produced by this mama herself. And if you've had all the feels today and a mum's popped into your mind, jump over, send her a DM or share it on your stories. That would be the absolute best. If you have any questions at all, connect with me over on my Instagram at bellyandbeyond underscore and let's write or rewrite your story of motherhood together. 